First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Well, welcome everybody to Spouting Off. I have been having so much fun doing a lot of radio today, doing uh, a guest shot and then uh, filling in for Alan Nathan. Uh, but it is always a pleasure to be back on my own show, Spouting Off. For those of you joining us for the first time, we endeavored to give the term spouting off a little bit more of a positive spin because, you know, we're living in a kind of a spin-worthy time in which everybody is spinning something. <laughs> and um, spouting off usually means running off at the mouth, not saying anything important. Uh, our show is dedicated to the freedom of speech, freedom of, um, of expression, and uh, not censoring yourself. There is a growing pressure in this country to not only shut up and sit down, but to uh, uh, validate certain positions that you yourself may or may not agree with. Because the price for dissent, for disagreement, for questioning continues to rise in this country. I think it is the inflationary price of discussion, dissent, disagreement, and ultimately it started with the COVID, COVID, in which people said, this doesn't make any sense. Why are we shutting down an entire country because of virus that, uh, uh, granted everybody, I'm not going to uh, adjudicate that again. People were scared at the beginning, but as people begun to get a load of what was going on, uh, a an incredibly powerful government picking and choosing winners and losers, which is what tyrannical governments do. Uh, real happy with Walmart when they put little little stickers on the floor telling you where to walk, uh, but not happy with. 12-step groups in churches that stopped people that that offered support for alcoholics but you know the liquor stores were essential as soon as they saw that they were told that if they didn't throw a, a rag on their face they were killing grandma and then thousands upon thousands of grandmas actually got killed in nursing homes by politicians sending covid into nursing homes, the most vulnerable of populations, uh, the cynical approach is, gee, did they do that? Because then they could show more deaths by COVID and the constant fear-mongering. The reason I bring this up is because it was a watershed, terrifying moment in America in which all common sense, all uh, right to disagree and dissent was thrown out of the window and America was introduced to a new kind of government, the government of force, the government of do it our way or the highway, the government of a carrot or a stick. Either we're gonna give you a carrot and give you a nice little ego boo and pat you on the head for doing as we're told and speaking as we wish you to speak, thinking as we wish you to think, or we're going to prosecute you and persecute you and maybe even frame you for something you didn't do, as in the case of one of the biggest mouths for liberty, Donald Trump. Um, and it's become uh, issues of personality over reason, logic, and uh, uh, equal justice, such important principles that uh, justice ap applied equally and fairly. That's gone out of the window too. That was when they emptied out the prisons, supposedly in the name of COVID, COVID, well, they imprisoned law-abiding citizens in their homes. The irony should not be lost. And frankly, 
it should not be forgotten ever because this was a jump the shark moment. I've used that term before, jump the shark. That was when the masks went on everyday citizens and some still haven't taken them off. And the masks of what these politicians and unelected bureaucrats were up to have come off. Those masks are off now in ways we never, ever thought. Why? Because they don't care anymore that they've been exposed. They've corrupted enough of the country that people, uh, their voices are being uh, uh, truly drowned out. That's why the very first principle of liberty is freedom of speech. If you remember, I've made this analogy before, if you remember the Iron Curtain and the, the commercials that were on uh, Radio Free Europe, that uh, the ways in, people have said who lived in the communist, social, the communist Soviet Union, and it's a different place than it was then, but it doesn't mean that it has a constitution, people are free. But the left loved them when they were truly communist. Now they hate them, and they're possibly less communist. Uh, you know, especially if you listen to, uh, if you stop listening to the media. That being said, let me go back to the Radio Free Europe. Uh, in that case, people were creating underground shortwave radio to find out what was really going on around the world as opposed to what they were being told. I heard a story recently that, that uh, put a fine point on this, and that is uh, that people who lived in the old Soviet Union, if they were not privy to any real information, which is kind of where we're at in this country quite a bit, although uh, there are podcasts and there is private talk radio, uh, they believed that America was living in grinding poverty. Can you believe it? In the 50s, in the 60s, when there was more prosperity than ever before after World War II, when people came home from the war and had babies and bought houses, um, uh, people behind the Iron Curtain believed that America was a poverty-stricken country, a, a, a dictatorship, a horrible hellhole to live in. How did they get that idea? Because their media, their Pravda told them so. Now we have a Pravda of our own that calls anything that is not state-run media mis- and disinformation, right? So not only are they going to demean differences of opinion, they're going to shut them down as much as they possibly can. Really important point leading up to this. Tucker Carlson, who you know was shut down, summarily shut down, went on Twitter. This is now his new microphone. He's had millions upon millions of views of views because it's video and audio on Twitter. It's just simply called Tucker on Twitter, right? You don't like his opinion, don't watch it. But somebody somewhere and a whole bunch of people in Fox News do not want his voice to be heard. What do we need? A whole new radio free America to allow people like Tucker Carlson to express an opinion that people want to hear? Um, the whole notion that ideas, disagreement, differences of opinion are not dangerous, but censorship is. That idea is going out of fashion today in the service of instituted a kind of communism and tyranny in this country that we have never seen since our founding. Children are being taught that ideas and differences of opinion and disagreement and debate is somehow dangerous. And I will use the same analogy again. Yet burning down Wendy's and taking over six blocks of a city is somehow free speech as long as you're part of the radical left. There's two justice systems in this country, uh, one for 
people who espouse government views, and another for people who disagree. Um, so do we really need another radio-free America in America? I remember those commercials when I was really small, and I even wrote an editorial on my website, which, shameless plug, Karen at KarenCataline.com. You can go there. You'd have to go into the archives because there's a picture of a barbed wire fence about radio-free Europe. I remember those commercials so well. What goes on behind the Iron Curtain? It was a private, American-funded, anti-communist group, Radio Free Europe. What they meant was the Eastern Bloc Europe, not uh, England or Scotland. What they meant was in the Eastern European satellite countries controlled by Russia, by the Soviet Union, they were getting information out to citizens so they could get a better perspective about what other people thought. I mean, don't we get second opinions with doctors? Actually, that's another area and sphere of influence that has been infiltrated by an ideology, by a wokeism that says, here's how to think about this. Here's what you get to do about this, and here's what you don't get to do about this. Um, whenever somebody tells you that a differing opinion is somehow dangerous, then you need to be suspicious of the opinion they're putting out. Think about cults for a minute. Cults are notorious for this. Uh, you take the cult, and I've, I've been a studier of cults for a long time. It, they are ruled by fear. Uh, some cults have an ideology so far-fetched and preposterous that they'll tell people, don't you dare go on the internet and read about us. <laughs> don't you dare go on the internet and read about our cult and the things people say about it because they're all lies and it's dangerous for you to know this. Who tells you it's dangerous for you to know something? Dangerous for you to disagree. The reason I brought this up, I just want to wrap this up because I have been uh, uh, touching on a lot of subjects here, and that is Tucker Carlson, the company, Fox News, is saying that he's in breach of contract because he did a Twitter uh, commentary. They're obviously very threatened by him. They don't want him on their network, but they don't want him heard anywhere else. Don't buy it. That's my message. Karen Cataline, you're listening to Spouting Off, and Spouting Off is a good thing. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever for a limited time when you use your promo code you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98 now only $29.98 with our 60-day money-back guarantee you have nothing to lose sleep well america call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code ram r-a-m that's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code ram for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit my pillow Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life, the bills, the job, the family, things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. 
Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Spouting off with Karen Cataline will return in a moment. The Reading Foundation provides evaluation and tutorial programs based upon the Orton-Gillingham philosophy of learning, based upon the study of language, how children acquire language, and the mechanisms involved in learning. All the learning pathways of the brain, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and tactile, are addressed and strengthened to build a strong foundation for the acquisition of reading skills. If you are interested in learning more, Please contact the Reading Foundation for more information. The Reading Foundation is at 10 Northern Boulevard, Unit 19, Amherst, New Hampshire, 03031. Or you can email us at readingfoundation underscore rf at yahoo.com. And of course, you can call anytime at 603-882-0992. The Reading Foundation, Amherst, New Hampshire. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. And we have a perennial guest Starting off our guest segments here, uh, an old friend, but not that old, former state legislator of Colorado and proprietor of StopJoe.com, the committee to defeat the president. Ted Harvey joins us right now. Hey, Ted, how you doing? I am wonderful. How are you? I know you're wonderful, but how are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm pumped. But I'm bummed. Um, I was looking in your town hall articles. What has you jumping up and down right now? Because I know you wrote one about gun control, but I'll bet you've written one since then. So you tell me what has been on your mind lately. Well, as we speak, I'm writing an op-ed. We'll see who, who takes it up. But uh, it's regarding uh, James Comey and the former director of the FBI, and he's currently on tour. Um, I call it the Grand Illusion Tour, where he's trying to sell his book and rewrite history and um, gaslight the American people. Um, He was saying that Donald Trump is a threat to uh, democracy and that anybody that supports him and that the Republican Party, essentially, is now a cult. Um, I think that um, he is forgetful that um, everybody out there knows how he tried to orchestrate a coup, literally a coup, of the uh, president of the United States, the duly elected president of the United States, who was installed through the democratic process, and uh, he's trying to rewrite history. And that's what has me more frustrated today than anything else that's going on. Hmm. And you don't get frustrated easily. I mean, you are one of the most, uh, at least on the surface, uh, my husband says, yeah, I'm like a duck. I'm calm on the surface, but I'm pedaling as fast as I can underneath. <laughs> I'm a lovable little fuzzball. You know that. <laughs> yeah, and and um, this is so maddening because there's a group of people putting forth an alternate universe based on omissions and commissions of information. Um, and so you do a great service by uh, pointing that out. I, I am seeing a lot of people that are trying to take Comey to task, even trying to get to him publicly, because he's putting out something that simply isn't true. What are you doing? Uh, you're writing this article. Give us a little sneak peek. Well, I'm going through step by step what he did during the time that he was a part of the uh, Obama administration and what he did as the FBI director under the Trump administration. He worked with Obama. He met with Obama. He met with Rice. And going between the election and the inauguration to come up with a plan on how to open up investigations as quickly as possible before um, Trump came into office, to go to the FISA court, lie to the FISA court, literally, I mean, there, there's, we have 
court cases where people have admitted, FBI um, officials have admitted to lying to the FISA court before Trump was even inaugurated to start the investigations to be able to go after him. Comey was the one that leaked the information that he had talked to Trump about the now infamous dossier. And then the media was able to get that information and say, oh, this dossier must be legitimate because Comey is meeting with the president about that. But we also have uh, uh, declassified information that the head of the CIA, uh, John Brennan, had met with Obama and Vice President Biden, telling them that the dossier was purely a Clinton campaign hoax to get the get the narrative away from the fact that she had 30,000 classified emails on her server, on a, on a server in her house. Um, and it just goes on and on and on and on. And they are trying to gaslight the American people and say that this didn't happen. And we have all of the documentation to show that it happened. And um, Comey's out there trying to tell everybody a totally different story. And I think we need to remind the American people about how corrupt the entire intelligence community was and how they tried to bring down a duly elected president of the United States. And I'd be pissed off if they tried to do that to a Democrat president. I, I'm, I, I, the, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, they work for the American people and the officials who we elect. They don't get to rule the world just because they have that cool little jacket, blue jacket mm. that they're wearing around. Yeah. Yeah. Ted, uh, you said you'd be pissed off, to use your word, and that's not one of the seven bad words, so we'll say it, um, <laughs> if it happened to a Democrat president. Sadly, one of the things you're up against is the left wouldn't. They wouldn't be unhappy. The great majority, except for the people that have walked away, literally, like a Naomi Wolf or a few others, even... Um, even Bill Maher is beginning to look like he has more principles than some of the people in Congress. Other than that, they wouldn't be unhappy if a president that they didn't like got railroaded, framed uh, for something he didn't do. Uh, how do you deal with that reality that the playing field simply is not fair today? We have to rise up and fight back as aggressively as possible. Uh, the, the media is covering all this up. And if you look back to when um, Watergate happened, it was the media that was going crazy and, and bringing all of this to light. Um, the, the media should be the ones that are the gatekeepers of truth. But now they have outed. That's one thing Trump did, that Trump outed them as being nothing more than the propagandists for the radical left in our country. And um, we need to go around them and we need to get the information out there, whether it's on Twitter or um, um, YouTube. I don't like YouTube. They cover us up. But whatever forums we can, radio, um, to be able to get our message out there and tell the American people exactly what is going on and how our government, especially the intelligence community, has been corrupted. And um, they are trying to control what you and I think and hear and say, and um, that's totally inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make a Colorado reference because I'm a native of Colorado and you're still there. Um, everybody in Colorado is rooting for the uh, Denver Nuggets in the finals. Um, I have family members that are all jazzed about that. And um, so it's kind of a strange reference. You have a guest reference. on your show that's jazzed about that. How can you oh. not be? Are you jazzed about the Nuggets? Of course I am. <laughs> they crushed okay. it last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? So we talked about offense. Now let's talk about talk a little bit about defense in terms of politics. And that is really what you have to do. I mean, there are people who really understand that sports, sports analogies are, are, are quite apt today. And in terms of defense, it seems that Donald Trump is being warned already that he's about to be indicted. Um, 
we already know that they are doing everything, including throwing every candidate onto the scene um, uh, just to water down his support, people that Republicans hate. And now they want to indict him to stop him from running from office. What are your thoughts about that, Mr. Ted Harvey? Well, certainly that's why Chris Christie is running, is to bloody up Trump and do whatever he can to embarrass him. Um, I think the Tim Scotts of the world, they know they're not going to win. He's not going to say anything negative about Trump. I think he is probably getting paid by conservative donors to tell him to get out there and get his name out there and introduce himself to the grassroots voters of the Republican Party because he has a very good chance of being the next vice president of the United States. Um, I think that DeSantis and uh, Mike Pence have FOMO, um, fear of missing out, because they are they are (laughs) thinking they have legitimate shots of being the president of the United States. Both of them do. And they're saying, I don't want to not be in the race if something happens to Trump, if he does get indicted, does get, you know, put behind bars and or gets hit by a bus. And then on their dying deathbed, look back and say, man, if I had just got into the race, I could be I could have been president of the United States. So I think they have the fear of missing out. So they're just getting their name out there just in case. And I think that everybody else that is in the I don't know, the 300 other um, dwarves <laughs> are, are just, you know, want to be able to tell their grandkids that they ran for president of the United States. And um, that's the only reason why they're in the race, because they know that they have no chance of beating Donald Trump. What about the left that's propping these people up from the back end? And, and isn't it curious, is a compound question, isn't it curious the left never has primaries anymore? In fact, they don't even have debates with uh, someone, a credible, a Kennedy, no less. They've already said, oh, no, 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 we're not going to have any debates. They don't have primaries, but they want as many people in the Republican race as possible, even people who are detested. Even Liz Cheney is thinking about getting in the race, along with people that no Republican grassroots or likes in any way shape or form nikki haley well, are you kidding me go ahead well liz cheney's not going to get in the republican party race if she if she she can get just as much uh tv and radio out there beating up donald trump and not have to go through all of the junk of, of being a candidate for president of the united states and that's the only reason that she gets any airtime is because she's saying negative absolutely things about trump. Yes. but i would i would take issue with you. I think that the Democrat Party will have debates. I think that the Democrat Party will have a very vigorous primary election because in most uh, uh, some of the polling that's coming out right now, Joe Biden is under 35 percent. If he gets under 33, under 30, you are going to see the Democrat Party have a scramble like we've never seen before because Right now, you're right, the DNC and all of the superdelegates and everything are rallying around Joe Biden saying he's our candidate. But when he, when it becomes very obvious to everybody that he has cratered and he has no chance of beating Donald Trump, you're going to see Democrat candidates come out of the woodwork to, out of FOMO, um, fear of missing mm-hmm. out, to put their name in the hopper to try to be the nominee for the Democrat Party. And I think you're going to see the moneyed people in the Democrat Party say we have to throw Biden overboard and we have to get a new candidate. And I've been saying that for years. Joe Biden at some point is going to pull an LBJ and say, I will not seek nor will I accept the nomination of the Democrat Party. Or, 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 Ted Harvey. And that's why we have so much fun because we don't think exactly alike. Or... They are planning all of this. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't He's a decoy. know or believe that, well, that's not true. If, if they can get Joe Biden a second term without having to do anything, my God, he didn't do anything to run. He was in his basement yep. through the whole election. If they can still get him another term, 
the old-fashioned way by lying, cheating, and stealing, they might do it because then they can blame the horrendous things they're doing on Joe Biden. But if they've decided to get rid of him, they'll get rid of him in a heartbeat. He'll go and he'll say anything they want. He can't even quite read the teleprompter, but they are planning. They don't leave things to chance. They don't play by the rules anymore. Do you disagree with at least that part? Well, I think I, I thought where you were going to go is that they are keeping him in the race right now as a, uh, to, so that he takes all of the shots and arrows and he is a decoy. And then when the time is right, they bring in somebody else that mm-hmm. they already have propped up who doesn't have to take the scrutiny for a year, year and a half and yes. come, come in as the knight on the white horse and um, save the Democrat Party and save the country. They may be manipulating it that way as well. They, have, they are nothing if not playing the long game. We watched yep. it in Colorado many moons ago when Republicans were playing catch-up. Uh, Democrats were changing election rules in Colorado so that Republicans could never win. They play and the long in game. Republican primaries. What's that? To make sure that also they got involved in Republican primaries yes. to make sure that the weakest Republican came out of the primary. Yeah. And by the time you get evidence on any of the things that they are doing, including what they're doing right now, it is a ho-hum moment, right? When, yep. when people finally report the fact that they were playing in the primaries, that, that uh, Facebook, what's-his-name guy, was giving millions upon millions of Zuckerbucks to, to people— um, by then, that's why uh, Rush Limbaugh was so brilliant. He aptly called it the drive-by media. The, you know, it, it only yep. drive-by after two years when nobody cares. And then, just to be sure, they come up with an organization called MoveOn.org to tell you you're not supposed to care about this anymore. Um, or they send don't... James Comey out there with a new book that completely yes. rewrites history and says, we didn't do any of that. Yeah, yeah. And it's the media stunning. eats it up. If it, if it weren't so sad, we'd be laughing. Maybe we got to laugh more, I'll tell you that. Uh, Ted Harvey, tell everybody how they can find you, follow you, and uh, give money if they wish. Well, I hope they do. I think if, if, you, if they haven't noticed, we are the most aggressive um, anti-Biden pack in the United States. We're the largest anti-Biden pack in the United States. We are going after them as hard as we possibly can, whether it's hurry, hurry. the administration or the House <laughs> or the Senate. If you want to give us money, want to know more about us, go to stopjoe.com and follow us also Thank on you, Twitter Ted Harvey. We got to run. So, Take care. All right. God Love bless. you. Bye. Listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts, and prevent people from being misled. The Epoch Times is independent, We're not controlled by any special interest, and we never will be. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today to our digital edition at theepochtimes.com and join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference in all your devices. We'd love to have you on board. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. 
From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Spouting Off with Karen Cataline will return in a moment. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in the Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fat Lash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fat Lash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website, KarenCataline.com. Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Spouting off, I'm Karen Cataline, and it's so good to have you along with us. We appreciate it. Here, we uh, love to have on Thursdays our uh, special segment with a reporter from the Epoch Times. As I mentioned at the beginning of the program, a free press and free speech is utterly and completely essential to a free country. <clears throat> and specialist in the Supreme Court, Matthew Vadim works for the Epic Times. And uh, full disclosure, they are, as you know, an advertiser of ours. We, uh, we promote them where possible, and they are kind enough and generous enough to supply us with a reporter once a week to talk about what they are writing about. Matthew Vadim, thank you so much for joining us here once again on Spouting Off. Happy to be here. Always a pleasure. Well, breaking news as we uh, go to airtime, which is now, John Roberts and Brett Kavanaugh shock the nation. That's what I'm seeing on my newsfeed. Join with liberals to reject the Alabama GOP congressional map. Could you comment on that before we go to this other issue that you've been writing about regarding Donald Trump? Sure. With the Supreme Court... Um in a narrow, you know, five to four ruling uh, written by Chief Justice John Roberts and joined by conservative Justice Brett Kavanaugh and the three left-wing justices, the three liberals, um, struck down the uh, redistricting map in Alabama, uh, reasoning that it discriminated against um, black voters um, and therefore, you know, violated the Federal Voting Rights Act. And um, how did it do that? Forbids states from racially gerrymandering districts. Hmm. So how, how did this happened. do that? And there was um, a strong yeah. um, dissent written by um, the conservatives on the court uh, who rejected the reasoning of of the majority, and that was Clarence Thomas, and he said that. Um, uh, you know, that the, the, the Section Two of the Voting Rights Act doesn't um, uh, doesn't uh, uh, put these these sorts of restrictions on state legislatures, and um, and that he would have um, he would have thrown the case out. Yeah, and the left doesn't care that Clarence Thomas happens to be black. It's not racist to go after 
a justice ideologically just because he happens to be black. If he's not a liberal, they don't care what you do to them. Um, explain, though, what the uh, majority of the court said as to why or how this was somehow uh, a violation of the Voting Rights Act. All right. Well, they found that it was... Um um, um, that this was an example of, of vote dilution, that the electoral districts had been drawn in such a way as to, um, as to prevent blacks from getting who they want elected. That's a good way of just summarizing it. Hmm. And this law is very strange, so. Has a has a case like this ever when, when dealing with these things? Has a case blo- like this ethnic groups are entitled if there's a lot of them in a particular uh-huh. place that they're basically entitled to to get who they want in office and then based on the numbers bend and twist things to make sure that that can happen. Well, we've watched Democrats do that in gerrymandered districts all over this country. But a case has never been brought in the reverse, has it? What do you mean has never been brought in the reverse? Well, <coughs> there, there that hasn't Demo- that been... Democrats had unfairly drawn districts? Yes, exactly. Well, they, in yes, order to dilute have, Republican have votes. In, in, in many times, actually. Um, My point they exactly. Don't always, they don't always win, though. Yes, uh, because... Uh, it, it seems that the majority of the ones that usually are making the rules and drawing the districts, we saw this in Colorado again and again and again, that the districts were drawn by Democrat uh, attorneys and legislators to make sure that they de- diluted the votes of their opposition. Uh, but somehow Republicans never think to take those cases to court, do they? Well, yeah, Rep- Republicans... Um, tend to think that um, uh, if you win an election, then you're entitled to the fruits of victory, and that means you know that the legislature gets to draw the electoral map, you know, for the congressional seats, for the U.S. House of Representatives seats, and that nobody should interfere with the power of the legislature to do that. Democrats and uh, liberals and left wingers, on the other hand, um, uh, are more uh, goal-oriented and just want to win by whatever means possible. By any and, means necessary. Uh, right. It's funny that and, they accuse their opponents of the same thing, of course, of what they do. Well, that's, that, you know, and that's an old yes. communist tactic. Not saying <laughs> all the Democrats are communists, but some of them. <laughs> some of them but a lot of them are. Could be considered that. And so what do you make of the fact that two supposedly conservative judges, two who have already caused concern, uh, voted with their very liberal colleagues on this issue. you have any commentary-type thoughts on the issue? Um, I suspect it was a case of, of John Roberts and Brett Kavanaugh not wanting to rock the boat, not wanting to uh, uh, politicize the court, in their view, um, by... Uh, you know, siding with Republicans, perhaps. <laughs> you know, and since they were appointed to, by Republicans. <laughs> that seems to be the excuse, Matthew, that they always give. Why John Roberts, for example, one of the most notorious votes ever on Obamacare was first at once, it was a tax, and then when they wanted it to be upheld, it, it wasn't a tax, or the other way around. That right. you know, yeah, I just he, don't. He, he, he initially yes. was going to strike it down, but then he changed his mind, and they hastily did a sloppy rewrite of the Obamacare decision, the NFIB versus Sebelius case, and uh, uh, you know it appeared to have been sloppily redrafted, and uh, hmm. you know to make Obamacare into a tax, which is you know an absurd holding, but um, it, it remains undisturbed because that's what the court did. Because John Roberts didn't want to rock the boat. Well, and he gave the excuse. He gave the excuse that he was 
He was concerned about the reputation of the court, never mind the fact that that's part of what destroyed, what harmed the reputation of the court, <laughs> is that they played politics. And now... Well, that's an argument I, I would make, yeah. And now the left is, is uh, smearing the court every day when they don't get the decision that they want. Uh, that's, you uh, have, that's about right. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, that's why it is so important that you are there uh, reporting on these issues. That's one that just came down. So we wanted to talk about it. Um, and, and they always seem to need cover. Oh, we're worried about our reputation. So we're going to do something that would sully our reputation. <laughs> And use that right. as well. An you know, excuse. I get the impression from years of covering the Supreme Court that uh, often the justices um, uh, go into something uh, having already decided what they want to do, and then they just, you know, it's all just a, um, you know, an ex post facto rationalization uh, where they self justification. They, they, they come together and figure out how to justify what they've already decided to do. Yeah, which is uh, a mark of a of a banana republic, really and not holding to the values of equal justice under the law. That said, you wrote an article, Supreme Court to decide if insult against Trump can be trademarked. Tell us about this, this wonderful that, headache now. That is a pretty wacky case. Somebody, uh, some liberal, some progressive activist somewhere uh, wants to put out T-shirts that, uh, uh, that, that draw upon Marco Rubio. Um, joke during uh, uh, the 2016 campaign, presidential uh, primary campaign, uh, where he mocked uh, Trump for having supposedly small hands. He said, you know, Trump is like six foot two, but look at his hands. He's got the hands of a man who's five foot two. Ha 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 ha. And you know mm. what that means, you know, insinuating, yeah. um, you know, the, the, uh, 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 you know, a joke about the size of his manhood. Got and, it. And, um, and so he wanted to use this uh, Trump too small uh, phrase on T-shirts. And so it's ended up in the um, Supreme Court where uh, they're, they're actually going to spend valuable court <laughs> time arguing about this in the fall. <laughs> well, why is it a crime to do that? I mean, the average conservative is going to look at that and go, I don't agree with it, but why should... I?" Is someone trying to prevent him from creating these T-shirts? Uh, 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 not creating, trademarking. Trademarking the T-shirt. Did we lose you? I think we lost you. Matthew, are you there? I think we've lost our guest, uh, Matthew, because... I still think I'm on the air, but somehow we've lost Matthew. I don't know Yes, why. we did. Okay. Well, it, do try to get him back just to answer that question, but we have about five or six minutes left of the show, so I'm going to continue what I do best, which is to vamp and go back to my uh, subject matter here. It would be good to get him back just so we could get the answer to that question because I didn't understand, you know. Matthew Vadim is perfect for, you know, clarifying that sort of thing. But in the absence of having Matthew back here, uh, I wanted to point out, actually, this is where I was going at the opening of the show with uh, uh, the various woke corporations, this is part of it, is controlling and manipulating what people see and hear based on uh, wokeism. Well, now we've got Budweiser, Target, North Face, and Disney. Uh, Disney, not just engaging in commerce, but engaging in politics. We don't have too much time to get into this, but I wanted to bring to your attention an article uh, that actually it's more of a video. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink Here's what he said. Most people have uh, said volumes about Larry Fink of BlackRock as going off the reservation and, uh, and 
pushing ideologies on people rather than being in the financial markets and in uh, what he's supposed to be doing, which is uh, they deal in real estate, among other things. Uh, and, and he is the king of ESG and wokeism. That's what this article says. And here, if you believe this, and I do, he said, was interviewed and said, you have to force behaviors. That's what Larry Fink said. You have to force behaviors. This coming from a guy who not only has benefited from the free market in this country that made it possible for him to prevail and make millions, but taking a direct opposition to one of the most fundamental principles on which America was founded, is that you don't get to appoint yourself God in other people's universe. You don't get to force behaviors on people using your wealth and, shall I dare say, privilege in order to get people to think and behave as you wish. Let's see. What do you call that in average plain spoken terms? It's called tyrannical behavior. Here, Larry Fink is admitting that he's a tyrant. It's not just that he wants people to behave a certain way. He's going to force people to behave in a certain way. Is it any wonder that ESG is being used merely as a cover to get people to, to manipulate people into thinking and behaving the way they want? Uh, with the classic carrot and the stick. If you've ever studied mobsters, mob behaviors, you know, we're going we're gonna to protect you. Well, what do I need protection from? Well, from us, because if you don't do as we say, you're going to need protection. I mean, this is the way that language is twisted in order to make bad guys look like good guys, good guys look like bad guys, and twist and confuse the public so that they can be manipulated and controlled. Well, I am sorry that we didn't get to have Matthew Vadum answer that question. He sort of disappeared summarily. Uh, arbitrarily, I guess, but do uh, look at the Epic Times and look up Matthew Vadum. That's V-A-D-U-M Vadum. Matthew, he is the beat reporter for the Supreme Court, and he watches him carefully. Well, that does it for this edition of Spouting Off. Tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, when there will be so much more to spout off about here on Spouting Off.